Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 955, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send me the questions, and I answer them for you. Now, if you wanna send in an audio question, the short link is oldpodcast.com slash ask, or you can call and leave me a message at 61ILOVEOHD. I thank you in advance for sending me your questions. I love listening to, and especially love answering them. But for now, let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. I have a question about CrossFit. I'm wondering on the academic side of things uh, what the benefits and the negative sides of CrossFit are. I've done a little research and found what I think are kind of biased opinions that are either strongly for CrossFit or strongly against CrossFit for various reasons. So, um, yeah, I was just wondering about the academic side of the good and the bad of CrossFit. Thanks so much for considering my question. Thank you for your question, Jordan. If you can believe it, CrossFit has already been around for nearly 20 years. Let me first briefly explain what CrossFit is all about. It's basically a form of high-intensity training. It incorporates lots of variation, to hopefully help build strength and endurance while giving you a cardiovascular workout at the same time. Now, many of the movements in CrossFit are performed dynamically and explosively and incorporate lots of compound exercises, meaning lots of moves that require multiple muscle groups all at once. Deadlifts, squats, cleans, box jumps, snatches, pull-ups, push-ups, shoulder presses, these are all common exercises used in CrossFit. Sometimes, as part of the training, you're encouraged to complete a number of sets and repetitions for time. For example, a workout may require you to complete 50 deadlifts at a weight of 135 pounds as fast as you can. Notice, there's no repetition target or set target. It's all about speed. You may wonder, with this type of high-volume training, when are you supposed to rest? Well, 
there usually aren't structured recovery periods. If you do get to rest between exercises, the time you're given usually is really small. In fact, many CrossFit workouts in general are quite short. Usually, they're supposed to be completed in less than 30 minutes. So because this type of training is so intense, it's possible there's an increased risk of exercise-induced injury. In fact, when I was attending an academic conference last year, a presenter who happened to be a professor of kinesiology was quoted as saying that performing complicated compound moves like deadlifts when you're fatigued may increase injury risk. He says he never recommends it. Unfortunately, I sort of personally experienced something like this. A while back, one of my colleagues introduced me to CrossFit-style training. He was really into it and showed me some CrossFit videos on his phone. My first reaction was, whoa, that looks pretty intense. I don't think I can do that. I'd be nervous about hurting myself. He said, just give this routine a try. It's for beginners. I thought I was pretty fit and felt like he was challenging me, so I did it. Let's just say the CrossFit routine he had me try, even though it was for beginners, was very intense for me. I was completely out of breath in under five minutes. Now, fast forward a few weeks. I was starting to get into this style of training more and more. One day, I was doing a routine that involved box jumps. Box jumps are just like they sound. From a standing position, you jump with both feet onto a box that's anywhere from 12 inches up to 24 inches high. After you've landed on the box with both feet, you jump back down. The box I happened to be using that day was 24 inches high. That day's workout called for me to perform as many box jumps as possible within a certain period of time. So I was jumping up and down pretty quickly. My colleague happened to see me and said, you got a lot of height to your jump. The box is too easy for you. Let's make it a bit taller. So he grabbed some 45-pound plates, you know, the ones that you normally put on the end of barbells, and laid two of them flat on top of the box. This added another six inches or so to the top. He said, now go. Six inches doesn't seem like a big difference, but when you're performing a movement like this and you're already kind of sort of tired, it feels like he just added an additional 10 feet. He saw me clear the first two jumps and said, now we're talking, and walked off. I continued performing my jumps as fast as possible. Again, I was already pretty tired before, but now I started to feel pretty wiped out. So I said to myself, okay, two more jumps and then you're done. Well, I probably should have stopped right then and there because on the second to last jump, I didn't quite land properly. When I jumped, my left foot landed perfectly at the top, but for some reason, my right foot didn't quite follow suit. So I ended up wobbling a bit trying to find my balance using only my left foot at the top of those plates. I quickly realized this wasn't working and this will likely end badly for me, so I hopped off. The problem was, because I didn't have good balance when I leapt off the box from the top, when I did land on the ground, I only landed with my left foot. Surprisingly, I didn't fall over completely. My right foot did eventually catch up, but as soon as my left foot hit the ground because of the uneven weight distribution, a sharp pain shot up through my leg and into my lower back. The pain, as you can imagine, took my breath away. The leg pain quickly subsided, thankfully, but the lower back pain did not. I hobbled away, wincing with every step and hoping nobody saw me. Luckily, it turned out just to be a strained muscle in my lower back, no major damage done. But I needed to allow my back to heal, so I was out of commission for two weeks. That meant no gym and definitely no CrossFit-style workouts during that time. So, why the long, drawn-out story? 
Much of the criticism, much like the kinesiology professor mentioned at the conference I attended, is that when it comes to this style of high-intensity training, there's an increased risk for injury. As I said before, many of the exercises involve working large muscle groups with sometimes complicated movements at a really fast pace. If your form isn't perfect, the risk for injury definitely goes up. Now, only a few studies have been done to see whether doing CrossFit is any more risky than, say, P90X or Insanity or any other structured routine. The problem is most of the studies had some major design flaws, but the consensus is that CrossFit is about as risky as Olympic-style weightlifting, you know, where you lift really heavy, powerlifting, kind of sort of the same thing, and gymnastics. But contact sports like American football or rugby still beat out CrossFit when it comes to injury risk. So basically, CrossFit can increase your risk for injury, but it's still safer than contact sports. The other criticism is that with such high-intensity training, you may actually break down your muscle tissue, so much so that it can actually start to damage your kidneys. I'll briefly try and explain what's going on here. When you experience muscle soreness, it's because you have broken down some of that muscle tissue. When this happens, proteins from your broken down muscle tissue gets into your bloodstream. Your kidneys then filter those proteins out of your blood and you eventually excrete them through your urine. This is a normal process, but there have been cases where too much muscle breakdown caused the kidneys to become overloaded, trying to filter out all of those proteins. This led to kidney failure in some people. But this doesn't appear to be a big concern for folks that participate in CrossFit. If you are worried about this though, just be sure to drink enough water before, during, and after your workouts, and that will likely lower your risk for kidney failure. Okay, so what's the bottom line then? CrossFit will probably improve your overall fitness level. If you wanna participate, be sure you are properly trained first. Take your time to perfect each and every move. And again, that's because many of the moves are very complicated. This will then keep you safe and prevent injury. That's probably your best defense against injury, in fact. Have someone watch you while you perform the movements, someone who knows what they're talking about, like a certified personal trainer, to make sure that your form is perfect, especially before you think about adding more weight, or in my case, more height to your box jumps. And of course, be sure to hydrate before, during, and after your workouts to protect your kidneys. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much again for the question, Jordan. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Right on that page, you can record straight from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love OHD. Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. All right, I can't believe it. That's another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.